Hi, and welcome back to Self Love with Rihanna Marie. I am your host, Rihanna Marie. I am a 19-year-old self-love coach with a passion to authentically share my experience. This podcast is all about blending lighthearted conversation with vulnerable truth. This is your space to feel safe and understood in your beautiful mess, to grasp inspiration for your self-love journey, and to hear valuable wisdom from a variety of hand-picked guests. I welcome you to start a bubble bath, make a cup of tea, lay out in nature, and just make a self-care moment out of this. It is now time to let the healing begin. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful to be here and it's really exciting because today we are recording on my new beautiful microphone and we're on YouTube. So this is being recorded as a video. Um, I know I love watching videos and I also like listening to podcasts, so why not have the option? Um, Just so much fun. I'm really happy and excited and you know, I realized that I have never done a podcast on codependency, which in a lot of ways is a foundation of my work because it was the thing that really, really made me change my life. It was recognizing that I was deep in something called codependency. And so today we're talking all things codependency. I'm going to talk to you about what it is so we can really understand it. I'm going to bring it to a base level so it's easy to digest. And we're also going to talk about, you know, signs that you may have codependency within you. And the truth is, I think a lot of us do. I got my coffee and my water. I have all my things. How are you guys? So, before we start, why don't we all just take a super, super deep breath. If you haven't done that yet today, please, please take a moment and let's inhale super deep. Hold it there at the top and release. Just tune in. Take a moment to get really present here. You know, I always say for my podcast to make it a self-love moment, right? Like set your space, grab a cup of tea or coffee, you know, take some notes on what you really like. Make it a moment. Presence is everything. Presence is one of the simplest, easiest, fastest ways to happiness. And we miss it a lot of the times because often we're, you know, in fear of the future or we're tripping about the past and we're not really here in this moment. So be here now. You're listening to me. You're going to learn something today. And and hopefully, you know, some of this is going to resonate with you and allow you to shift something in your life. So let's jump in. What is codependency? I always say that codependency is an addiction to another human being. So it is relying on another person for your needs, your happiness, all of that kind of stuff. And it happens in small ways, big ways. It can ruin your life. It can just diminish your happiness a little bit. Um, There's a scale in a way to codependency. And my favorite way to compare it and make it really understandable is drug and alcohol addiction. So 
think about this for a moment. You have a drug addict, right? And they are addicted to a drug. And what's happening there? Why are they addicted to a drug? Well, there's something deep within them that they're trying to heal or numb, not feel. Um, they're filling a void, right? So this drug, they are addicted to it for their needs and their happiness, they think. They think that they need it to be happy, to be okay. So they're taking this drug, they're taking this drug, they're putting it in their body, they're getting more and more addicted to it. And then when they're on a low, when they don't have the drug, they feel like shit. They feel incomplete, they don't feel good, and all they're thinking about is how can I get that drug again, right? So move this over to addiction to another human being, it looks like this, highs and lows. And it is where, you know, you are taking in this person because you need them, because they make you happy, because they make you whole, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you're on a low, which in some cases might look like them not treating you well, or they're really gone, or they've abandoned you, um, you know, or they're, they took the love away, something like that, you go to a low. You don't feel whole, you don't feel complete, you don't feel good, and all you're thinking about is that person and how you need that person and I need that person, yada, 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 yada. It's a cycle. And this happens in and out of relationships and friendships. So it's like if you're a codependent, you are a codependent, you just are one, right? So it doesn't matter if it's a romantic love relationship or if it's a friendship. It can so this really affects your ability to have equally satisfying and healthy relationships and friendships. And it's, it's painful. Like, it's really painful to be so deep in codependency that you don't believe that you're whole on your own. So you are relying on other people for too much, right? You're asking them essentially to fill you up, to fill up your cup, to make you okay, to get you up in the morning, to make you happy. And, and where is that going to lead you? right? Because the only relationship in your life that will without a doubt be here forever is your relationship with yourself, right? It is. And it is the most important relationship. You have to build that bond with you. And so eventually you'll begin to learn, you know, how do I fill myself up? How do I create my own happiness? How do I know that I am safe, okay, and whole just as I am, right? And look, we are made for connection as human beings. It is a beautiful thing to depend on another human being, right? It's a beautiful thing to be in a relationship. Like, you know, I'm not saying that this doesn't mean go to people for support because that's really backwards. That's really twisted. These are com two completely different things, right? Like I've been in a relationship for over three years now and it is one of the most beautiful, magical spaces in my life and I am totally obsessed with him, right? And it's really equal and it's really healthy and it's really loving. And there are times where, you know, I need him to 
support me and hold me when I'm going through something. But I also know, I think this is where the catch is. I also know that I can heal myself, right? I also know how to hold myself. And I definitely have learned over time, how do I fill my own cup up and create my own happiness, right? And so there's this balance there. There's nothing wrong with leaning on another human being. You should lean on other people. That's what they're there for. I mean, I'm a freaking coach for God's sakes, right? People lean on me for, for my living. And it's beautiful. So you will learn how to have both in your life instead of just one, right? Because too much independence is a whole other thing, right? So codependency has broken my heart a lot of times and it's been difficult for me, right? Um, I'm going to talk about my story a little bit, um, but why don't we start with signs that you are codependent? And I got my notes on my laptop right here because there's a lot of signs and I want to go through them, right? And look, hey, no shame. <laughs> the only reason that I'm talking about this is because I've been there, like really, really, really been there. There is never shame over here in my world because that, that, that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't heal anybody. All we do and all I want to do is shed light on those things that like to stay stuck, right? Shame likes to stay hidden. So you take the power back when you don't let it be hidden, when you bring light, when you bring it up, when you look at it like, whoa, okay, I have been codependent in a lot of ways throughout my life, right? And like I said, you know, you can have little bouts of codependency that just hurt you and cause stress and pain in your life, or you could be in a really abusive situation where it's completely taking your life force from you and taking you away from you. And we'll talk about that because um, that that's when it's that's when it is as deathly and debilitating as actual addiction, right? It really it really can be. It's like the same thing. And I when I noticed that my my world like poof, it changed, right? So signs you're a codependent. Are you ready? If you relate to these, then good, you're in the right place. People pleasing and a very hard time saying no. Oh my gosh, this used to be my life, okay? Um, I used to be a class A textbook people pleaser. And this looks a couple ways. One of my favorite examples is, you know, when somebody has asked you if you saw a movie or like a TV show and you definitely haven't and you're not going to be able to talk about it, but you say yes anyways. Why? Because you want to be enough because you want to fit in, right? Have you ever really, really, really needed to stay home? Like you, maybe even you were sick right? And your body was just begging you to like have a night in, but everyone was going out and you were worried that you'd be left out. So you didn't say no, right? In that moment, what happens? You're putting everything in the hands of other people instead of yourself. You're not filling yourself, you're not filling your cup up that night. You're going out even when you need to rest because you're worried you're going to be left out. You're worried they're going to talk shit on you if you're not there. You're worried that um, you won't even have that friendship anymore if you're not there, right? FOMO, fear of missing out. 
constantly worrying about other people's opinions. You know, to a degree, we all do this a little bit. We all fall into comparison. And comparison is a really sad thing. But this is a little bit different. This is where you are valuing the approval of others more than valuing yourself, your own approval of you, which at the end of the day is the only thing that matters. You're the one who has to sleep with yourself at night. You're the one who has to wake up with yourself at night, right? So you've got to really value your own opinion and trust it and follow it and and allow for others to give you their two cents and their advice and be your mirror in life, right? Like in my relationship, Tanner is like such a clear mirror for me. And what I mean by that is he often shows me things that I don't see in myself, right? And so I listen to him because that's a really cool thing to be able to have. And so I get to kind of see myself deeper that way and tweak a few things about myself and um, do some shadow work, right? But it's not like, oh God, whatever he's noticing means that I'm not enough or that um, I'm not valuable, <laughs> right? It's funny because it's a really weird thing to want other people's opinions more than you want the approval of your own being, of your own self, overthinking everything they say and needing everything to always be okay. This has been something that um, has been difficult for me, for sure, right? Uh, and I'll, there's roots to all of these things. There's roots in childhood to all of these things. But think about this for a moment. You know, have you ever, like, read a text over and over and over and over and over to just analyze it to the end of the earth. And if something isn't okay, if something doesn't feel right, then your whole system is reacting to that. And you're like, I need everything to be okay. Right? Because if everything isn't okay, then you're not going to get your fix. You don't have that, that drug right? You don't have that person filling up your cup in that moment. And look, we're human. There are going to be moments in every single relationship in your life where things are not okay, right? Or you've got to work through something, or you've got to talk through something where um, things are a little bit icky or sticky. <laughs> There's tension and you have to move through it. It is uncomfortable, right? We all want to be happy at the, at the core of human beings. We all want to be happy. So it's okay sometimes to be uncomfortable when things aren't happy-go-lucky, but it's a different thing to completely lose yourself when things aren't okay with another human being. Feeling trapped in relationships with no way out. I, you know, it's been a long, long, long time since I have felt this way, but this was a big thing for me probably in high school and definitely middle school where I would get trapped in these friendships even that were like really terrible where people were just treating me horribly and I stayed and I felt trapped and I was like, there's no way out of this. And that's not true, right? That's something you're telling yourself. That's not true. There's always a way out. You can always let go of friendships. But when you don't have boundaries and self-respect, you're going to feel trapped in relationships because you don't know when enough is enough. Not speaking your truth. Wow, this is a big one, right? 
not speaking your truth for fear of a few things. One, maybe abandonment. One, they won't respect you. They won't care about what you say. It'll change nothing. If it's any of those three things, you are with the wrong people. Because when you speak your truth, because you have self-respect and you are empowered and you are going to tell that to a person who hopefully loves you and respects you and honors your boundaries, it would be probably a beautiful conversation, even if it was a little bit tricky, right? Because they want to know what you need. They want to hear you speak your truth. But if you're in a relationship with someone who is, you know, abusive, mentally or emotionally, then speaking your truth is going to be a mess. And probably it's going to feel like it's not worth it. Right? So just so you know, that's a really big sign, I think. It's important to feel comfortable to say what you need to say. Fears of abandonment. Hmm. Goodness gracious. So this is one of those ones that really has roots in childhood, especially if you, you know, one of your parents abandoned you. And abandonment happens in two ways. They can physically, literally abandon you, right? Like a parent walks out or they leave for a long time, whatever. Or they're there physically, but not really present. And you feel like you've lost them. I think that's one of the saddest things in the world. Have you ever had someone right in front of you, but you can see that you've lost them? That's really painful, especially if it was a parent, right? Because you're supposed to have your parents to keep you safe, to hold you, to give you security, to give you stability. So if you have roots in that feeling of being abandoned, it it could create codependency. It did for me right? And I was terrified of being abandoned because I believed that if someone left me, if someone abandoned me, then it was about me. I wasn't enough. I wasn't lovable. It's a sad thing. I still deal with this at times. It's a, it's quite rooted inside of me, right? Feeling responsible for other people's actions. Yeah. So this is like, you know, you're in a somewhat abusive friendship or relationship and that person is going off on you, right? They're mad that day. They are making weird, they're doing weird things and it's your fault. And sometimes they might make it your fault. And sometimes you might make it your fault. And you're like, this is about me. You know, I didn't say that one thing the right way or I didn't do that right. The other way this can show up, and this used to happen for me also, is like is like you're giving advice to a friend and they don't take it. And then you're like, oh my God, I failed. <laughs> you're like, I really messed up there. And I had to really drop that pattern out because I do coaching. So um, there's a fine line there for me, right? Like I have to give my all to people and, um, and really want them to grow and take my advice and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's up to the person's amount of willingness and desire for change, right? You are not responsible for other people's actions. You're not. Highs and lows. We talked about this right at the beginning. If you are having highs and lows, in a friendship or relationship, there is a cycle happening and something isn't right. 
because that is an addictive type of thing, right? So if you're having these these high highs where like it's it's so passionate, it's so loving, and you feel really, really good, and your cup is really, really full, falsely full, and you're like, oh, I'm so happy, I'm so happy, and then they take it away, they they drop out, they take away the love, and you're left like this, and you're like, oh, God, what just happened? Where did that love go? Something is really off there because you're getting high on the highs and you're getting real low on the lows because they are taking themselves away. They're taking the love away. They're taking the attention away, right? There's a small way that this happens in a healthy relationship. It looks like you know, you're, you spend time together and it's really enjoyable and it's beautiful. And, you know, I'm at three years now, so it's more like home and comfort than it is. Um, oh my God, crazy passion, right? Those are, those are beautiful moments that come through, but you have that nice time. Then you go home or you go to your own space and you fill up your own cup and you do your self-care and you have your moments and you both may like pull out a teensy bit just to give some space so you can have balance. That, beautiful, right? But nobody's taking love away. That's a shitty feeling. I, I really, really dealt with that and it um, destroyed my world in a, a super abusive relationship. It just destroyed me right? Um, staying with people who hurt you, even when things don't change. Have you done this? Mm. You know, let me just say something before I explain this one. Most codependents, like if you're really relating to this right now, you probably have a really big heart, like a huge heart. And I know I do. And I did right in all of those moments. And you want to see the best in people. And gosh, how beautiful that is, right? I am all about showing you what's lovable about your messy character defects at times, right? Because that's self-love. You look at your stuff, you see the truth authentically, and, and you love yourself through it as you change it and as you grow. And you probably just want to show people how lovable they are. And you've got this huge heart. And so at times that as much as that's a beautiful quality, it might bite you in the back because, because you will choose to pick out the good parts of people because everyone's got a couple of good parts and ignore the really terrible, toxic parts. And that's a really sticky place to be. Ignoring red flags is is going to hurt you, right? And, you know, I've said this before because it's really important. In my childhood, I learned one very, very fucked up belief that, that colored my life for a long time. And it was that unconditional love is loving people no matter how terribly they treat you. You may have learned this in childhood. If one of your parents stayed with the other, even though um, they were really hurting them, right? Uh, it's a painful belief to get. And 
I went through lots of codependent relationships and friendships where I just stayed. And these people were terrible to me. I mean, to my face, right? Like terrible, like saying really mean things or doing really horrible things or even physically hurting me. And um, nothing was changing, but I stayed. So why would you do that? Think about this for a moment, right? Why would you do that? Because you're getting a high from it. So you're like, you know what? I don't even care if they're not going to change because those couple moments where they give me the highs are enough. They're enough. And that brings me to very poor boundaries, right? When you don't have self-respect and you don't have self-love and you are looking at other people to fill you up, you also probably have really poor boundaries. And I think that this is one of the most surefire ways to cause harm on yourself. Boundaries are empowerment. They are the way that you teach people how to love you. So if someone is doing something terrible to you and you're not putting a boundary up, then you are teaching them that that's okay. Let me, let me ask you this. Why the hell would somebody stop doing harmful things to you if you never tell them to stop? If you never put a boundary up? If you never tell them it's not okay? They have no reason to. Right? Think about it. But if you respect yourself and you're like, oh no, that's, that's not going to work. That's not okay. I'm drawing a line right there. Then... If they really love you, right, if it's really healthy, they're going to respect that. But we teach people how to treat us based on our levels of boundaries and self-respect. And boundaries also looks like having balance with all of your types of relationships, right? Honoring the need for space, right? Letting people know what you need. Okay, the next thing is control, and control is funny, and let me tell you why. So, let's say you're codependent, and you're with an abusive person. Most likely, they're really controlling, right? They like to tell you what to do. They like to control the energy. They um, they just control you in a lot of ways, right? Maybe what you wear, what you say, stuff like that. Just a controlling energy. And so you might be kind of submissive to it, right? And you may um, just go for it so you can get your high. But there's a sneaky type of control in the codependent that we don't notice right away <laughs> and it looks like overthinking here's a good example overthinking how you're going to say something to get the right response back right so maybe you're like okay i'm going to say it this way in this perfect way because then the way they're going to respond is going to fill me up a little bit right um or you know you're controlling when you see them so that it so that you can get your fix at that time 
right? It's really weird. It's like you're controlling in a way that may not seem harmful to another person, but it's harmful to you because you are trying to control the circumstances around you so that you can get everything that you need, right? And it gets really draining. It gets really draining trying to do that. And right there with it is denial, pure, sheer denial. Either, <laughs> either you know that it's not healthy and you're not doing anything about it. You are fully aware that this is toxic, this is codependent, this is off, right? The foundation is not there and you are not doing anything about it. You're just in denial. You're closing your eyes to it. Or you actually have no idea because you've ignored red flags and, you know, you haven't really turned inward yet to look at yourself. But I'm going to say something. We are intuitive beings. We kind of know when something's not healthy, right? But until you do some work, until you look at yourself, it, it'll be hard to know, right? I mean, there was totally a time period where I had no idea that the, the relationships and the friendships I, were, I was in were unhealthy because it was my normal, right? Like I grew up in unhealthy relationships in my home. And I grew up in codependency and addiction. So that was my normal. That was what I learned. I was like, okay, this is how you do it. So when someone was hurting me, I truly did feel like, oh, that's love. And I didn't know that there was anything different. It was when I started to get a little bit older and I started to get my intuition a little bit higher. And then I was like, and then you realize that what happened to you in your childhood maybe wasn't right and maybe wasn't the healthiest. And then you're like, ooh, this looks a lot like my childhood. That's probably not a good thing. That's probably not healthy, but it's comfortable, right? And sometimes, sometimes comfort is just a cover for um, traps, for pain. For what you're used to and it may seem comfortable because you're used to it but really it's an unhealthy trap so check yourself where are you hmm. so like i said you know i was neglected and abandoned at home a lot of times and i got these really negative beliefs on love and uh and I've talked a lot about my story. You probably know my story. And what happened was I just, the first, the first codependency that I had was friendships. And I just got walked all over, right? People pleaser. And I just let it happen. And it was painful. And I put, a, I put like, what I was doing at that time was putting my happiness into groups of people, right? And um, in high school and middle school, that is sticky because everyone's crazy, right? And like, I used to be in these friend groups where like, one person would get singled out periodically. And if I was that person, I just felt worthless, right? And then I got really into having these brother type guy friends, because I wanted to be taken care of. I wanted um, safety, I wanted 
to feel what I felt like I didn't get from my dad, right? And it's funny, I had a conversation with one of my close guy friends who I who I did that with when I was younger. And he was like, holy crap, I really, you know, I felt so out of control at home. I felt like I had no control. So I really wanted to control. And he was like, wow, that was perfect. <laughs> I was like, I know you wanted to control and I wanted to be controlled for lack of a better term. And it worked. And luckily that wasn't really unhealthy because um, they were good people and he's a good person. And so I was safe. But the energy there was quite codependent. And then I got into abusive relationships and those were really, really bad. And those ruined my life and they they took everything from me. And I was left with no dignity, no self-respect. And it was painful. It was a painful place to land, right? And so, look, it. I had this huge healing when I was about 16 and I took a year off from relationships and I learned how to love myself because when you're codependent, you probably don't love yourself because if you did, you wouldn't be letting people treat you that way right? If you did love yourself, you would be creating inner happiness on your own. And so for a year, I really focused on that. And I learned how to create my own happiness. And it changed my life. And then right before the end of that year, I met Tanner. And then just incredible magic beauty happened, right? And I'll get really honest and authentic with you. It doesn't just go away. You got to keep working on it, right? Like, Recently, I did a podcast on this a little bit, but during quarantine, I had a really, really, really massively painful experience, and I was dealing with some old trauma that resurfaced, and it just put me in a very low place, and I felt very broken because of what happened to me really early in my childhood, and I, I didn't feel whole at that time. I just didn't. And I have a lot of compassion for myself. I know why I didn't feel whole. I was realizing that um, something was taken from me very, very, very young. And so even I, my codependency came up a little bit, right? And I was holding on tighter. It's attachment, right? And I was holding on tighter because I was in a lot of pain. And and it, and it was weird in my relationship because we had never done that before, but we were able to get on top of it and understand what was happening and have compassion for it. And I was able to come back to myself and in a way where I could balance getting the love that I needed, but not attaching, over attaching. But my point here is that when things happen to you that made you feel worthless, not enough, you're going to want to attach to something to fill it. The entire key of codependency is filling a void. A deep pain, maybe a trauma from childhood, maybe it's sexual trauma, maybe it's abuse, maybe it's having an alcoholic parent, right? Maybe it's um, early school years where you weren't enough and friend groups kept hurting you. It doesn't have to even be a big thing, but it there's voids there. And they're your core wounds and you're going to want to fill it. And maybe you do that with drugs and alcohol to numb yourself. Maybe you do that with people for the same reason, to numb yourself, to fill it up. And it's so lovable because you didn't know any different. You're just in pain and you just want to fill that pain. 
And I love you for that because I have been there. But the key and the freedom is when you realize 